0: Hey everybody, Spencer here. I just want to announce that Laura, Michael, and I are going to be taking just a little bit of a break here, but we're not going to leave you with nothing. Actually, some of our listeners have mentioned that they didn't even realize we covered multiple theories in our earlier episodes, so we're going to reach way back there, pull out some of those theories that you may have missed, and republish them here, whether as a refresher or as an introduction to these fascinating fan theories. We'll be back with new episodes in just a couple of weeks.
1: (laughs) everyone and welcome to fan theory queries where we analyze fan theories from all over the internet but mostly reddit i'm laura
2: i'm michael and i'm spencer so my theory is called star wars episodes seven eight and nine are palpatine's death vision fantasy as he falls to his death Who it this that comes from <laughs> this comes from user cg pictures the theory goes as follows Episodes 7, 8, and 9 are a disjointed mess that are frequently nonsensical. Follow a poor narrative thread with little cohesion and blatantly disregard the established logic of the series. This is because episodes 7 to 9 did not happen in the physical realm of Star Wars. They actually occurred in Palpatine's mind as he falls to his death aboard the Death Star in Return of the Jedi. Oh. Yeah. So he goes on, or she goes on, whoever it is and they say losing to luke his slave vader or the rebel alliance is inconceivable to palpatine inconceivable there you go inconceivable the emperor that we met in return of the jedi is not the patient plotting and deliberate sith lord of the prequels for decades he has surrounded himself with sycophants and yes men his cognitive abilities have been deteriorating and the shocking loss of the first death star couldn't have helped his mental health. He has shown little tactical patience to the, to end the war against the rebels, unlike his epic patience before slash during the Clone Wars when he played both sides for far longer. Overly confident and impatient, he would not take the threat seriously. After Vader turns on him and tosses him into the chasm of the second Death Star, his mind retreats into something that is part fantasy slash part force vision slash part lucid dream. Using up all his remaining powers of Force vision, he expanded time as he is falling to, to watch slash live out an absurd revenge fantasy. One in which he has kids, and then they have a kid that will let him body swap to be young again. It's the ludicrous lit- dream of an old man literally crashing to his death, bargaining to live. He gets to have revenge on all of his enemies, Han, a Skywalker kid, Leia, Luke, the Jedi, and a whole new Republic much of it rehashes the original trilogy because there's also a life flashing before one's eyes component. Now, the flaws in the logic, i.e. hyper jumps being used as an all-powerful weapon, bizarre force powers such as warping through space slash video game-esque force healing abilities, or a massive secret fleet of Star Destroyers somehow all crewed up and waiting in fog, are actually used for the expediency and satisfaction of his dream slash fantasy the logic and quality of the dream degrades the closer to death that he gets just as each movie is worse than the one that precedes it this is this is michael oh, speaking this burn. is michael speaking but i don't i don't necessarily agree with that it's it's a dip down and then it rises back up just a little bit it, uh, it back, rises? back into the I'll, I'll i'll yes i did that Rise. on purpose okay thank you <laughs> I'll, I'll jump back in and expand on that later on, but let me finish this theory right quickly and then we can jump in. So they continue on. They say, He ultimately dies in his Force fantasy when he hits a reactor or whatever explodes down below him, killing him. Perhaps the Force or Metachlorians also turn on him, twisting his vision to be a metaphysical death concurrent with his actual death as Luke watched himself beheaded in Episode 5. And they finish by saying the real physical future of the star Wars universe is playing out in the Mandalorian hence a return to the established logic of the star Wars universe.
0: Hmm.
2: So first okay. off, I'm going to make a little bit of a correction. I, this correction may or may not be canon. I'll probably be corrected by the diehards, but I always believed that whenever Palpatine died in return, of the Jedi, that the explosion that we saw was actually all the dark force energy just exploding as his body was, was killed. It was just a burst of energy. I don't think it was a reactor or anything exploding down below, but that's, that's what I've always believed. I'm, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that that's actually what it was, but if anybody knows better, please feel free to correct me. I'm not going to die on that Hill.
1: I certainly Um, don't know better. So I will not argue that with you. (laughs)
2: Like I said, I also don't believe that the movies continually get worse. I think that Force Awakens was fun, but it just kind of felt like a rehash of some of the original trilogy stuff. And then we got the big dumpster fire that was The Last Jedi. And basically, the only positive thing about that was that it looked pretty. I I can't knock the cinematography and... Visual effects on that, I, I think those were fantastic. But the story and everything in between was just trash. blue milk. Blue milk. <laughs> no, it's green milk. Apparently, it's green. Oh. In the last, no, in the last Jedi. Oh. Luke okay. drinking. I thought it was blue. No, the the milk that he gets is green. Oh. But yes, in the original trilogy, is blue milk. Um, and then I thought that Rise of Skywalker while still not great was a little bit of an improvement from the last Jedi because JJ was trying to seemingly fix a lot of the stuff that made for sure, absolutely made no sense in the last Jedi Mm. that Ryan Johnson just kind of went off the rails with. And this is not me knocking Ryan Johnson. I think that aside from the star Wars universe, Ryan Johnson is a fantastic director and storyteller. I loved knives out. I, I loved looper. He's, he's great. He has, he has a great style. He just doesn't need to be involved in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So, on to the actual theory now. I think that this actually would explain quite a bit in regards to, like they said, the disjointedness of the sequel trilogy. It just, if we're not going to take into account reality where we know that it was the executives' faults, for not knowing how to run Lucasfilm after they took over and go into just the story. I feel like this is a way of making all of this craziness make sense. You're right. I mean, um, there
0: needs to be a way to do that yeah. because if they want the star Wars universe to continue forward, rather than doing shows like Obi-Wan Kenobi or yeah. and where technically are in the past, they need some explanation exactly. for this.
2: Exactly. And I love how they wrap this theory up by saying that the Mandalorian is actually what's really happening Mm -hmm. in Star Wars post the original trilogy. And it's a return, like they said, to the established logic of the Star Wars universe. Mm -hmm. Um, I've
1: got to say, I like that OP goes ahead and acknowledges flaws in their theory. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. But then I also have a question about in the uh one, two, three, fourth from the last paragraph, and it talks about who he's getting his revenge on all of his enemies, and it says a Skywalker kid. Is that supposed to be Kylo Ren?
2: Yeah, he's okay. Not technically a Skywalker, he's a Solo, but he's of the Skywalker bloodline. He so would be Skywalker because they
0: said. Oh, you mean like officially, yeah. like his name? Because of Leia. Yeah,
2: because Leia. Yeah, Skywalker. he's he's of the Skywalker. Well, bloodline. his name is
1: Ben Solo, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because he's Han and and Leia's kid. Mm -hmm. And so she took on the name Solo, or or, Organa Solo, essentially. And that's why he's called Ben Solo instead of Skywalker, because her last name would have been Skywalker if she had not been adopted by the Organas as a child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay, I just wanted to make sure I got that right about a Skywalker kid.
2: Yes, that's it.
0: I think a lot of this could work theoretically, but what really takes me out of it is just how the rise of skywalker ends like that doesn't seem the way he would have his thing end unless he just doesn't have control over the way his dream well
2: yeah i think that's what they're saying is that his force vision or dream was actually coinciding with the moment of his actual death and like oh. we can't control our dreams mm-hmm. so like we i don't know if anybody else has but i mean i've had a few dreams where i died and so like when it, you're falling off
1: the cliff and then you jerk yeah. awake.
2: Yeah, exactly. And so, but then he uh, continues to that dream after that,
0: though. Like with with Rey getting the yellow lightsaber and she ends up at the farm. That's really what I'm imagining. Is okay. Even if it ended, the last part with of the movie his was death. Like, Why dead is there still more movie? Walking away. Then,
2: well, yeah. It, it could be that he. Just because he died in his dream doesn't necessarily mean that he won't still see what's going on in the dream. Mm. You can have kind of an out-of-body type thing, because I have had dreams where I actually wasn't in my body in the dream, and things happened to my body. My my body was independent, and I was watching everything that was happening as if it were like a movie. I don't know what that says about me as a a person or what's going on in my mind, but... I'm this just saying like that
1: you should talk to your therapist about.
2: Yeah, I to me I'll it says it you're in the right place on this podcast.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that's that to me that's how I make sense of yeah. the bit with Ray at the end that doesn't or, make any
1: sense. Or I know what we could blame it on. Like the like OP does. It's the Midichlorians did it.
2: So what about some comments? So we have a comment from user Abe Froman SKOC. They say I like this premise a lot. But I think it makes more sense that it wasn't a falling to my death fantasy, but rather a Palpatine Force Ghost fantasy. We've already seen that someone's life force can live on past their body and that they can even appear in the physical world. Perhaps the Sith slash dark side parallel is that their life force can live on in a dreamlike state that they can actually control. It would make sense that as a that a Sith Lord as powerful as Palpatine would have some kind of afterlife ability especially when less powerful jedi have exhibited the ability in the past. It's a decent idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, something
1: I was about to ask was is there a dark side equivalent to these force ghosts? Yeah, that's a good comment.
2: I was always under the impression that force ghosts were kind of a universal thing and it didn't matter if you were light side or dark side that just if you knew how to project yourself into a Force ghost, then you can do it from either side. Well, apparently
1: OP has a different comment or or opinion on that.
2: Yeah, so they go back and say, it seems that the path to retaining one's consciousness in the Star Wars afterlife is via the light side of the Force. For those that consider Episode Nine to be canon, the stadium full of Sith ghosts supports my above statement, none of them had any individuality.
0: Which, that was such a weird thing. (sighs) The stadium like that, of- that felt so <laughs> out of place. It was just bizarre.
1: Yeah, it was kind of yeah. like the second half of of Multiverse of Madness. I was sitting there going, "What's going on?" <laughs> During that part of the movie,
0: now, pal- With a Palpatine marionette robot paper thing. Oh,
1: that so, was weird. I felt like I was it- watching a video game. Honestly, mm. when that I was going to say,
2: it actually felt like something from like knights of the old republic or one of those games that take place back in the days when the sith were like an army it makes because the sith back then the sith weren't all actually force sensitive it was kind of like that was the the title of their army like they had acolytes that wanted to be sith but they weren't force sensitive so they were basically just grunts kind of like stormtroopers essentially Honestly, whenever I watched this, that's kind of what I pictured the people in the stadium to be, were just acolytes who wanted to be Sith, who took on the Sith name and served Palpatine, who was the true Sith at that time. And they were just kind of there to support him and do his bidding, basically. I don't know if I have anything else to say about this. Do you guys have anything to add? No, I don't. rating that we have is genius. This is reserved for only the best theories, which we believe are better than the actual canon. The next step down is plausible. It's a good theory. It's believable. Unlikely is next. It's not a terrible theory, but pretty unlikely, as the name suggests. And then the last thing is preposterous. These are the theories that are just stupid. Basically, we're all dumber for having listened to them. So since we're doing uh, reader's rating first, I am going to... I don't know, guys. Um, I'm gonna have to give this one a plausible. I think it's not quite genius, uh, although I am a big fan of anything that tries to explain away just the ignorance that gave us those three movies. But there's there's enough to enough meat to it to where I can be like, okay, that's it's a possibility that, that that's actually what could happen, and and I would be okay with that possibility if that was actually true. So. I'm going to stick with plausible on this. I'm going to go last. Okay. Oh,
1: well, I'm going to go plausible too, just because I want there to be a better reason than the last three being real.
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh, I'm going to (laughs) go unlikely for the exact same reason. I want there to be a reason. And Mm no, first, I'll admit, like, I didn't have major issues with the movies. Like, it was fine. I didn't really have there weren't any stakes for me. I didn't have any expectations. So I was like I wasn't sitting there feeling the feelings that I felt when I watched Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> so um no, that wasn't as that as bad as sometimes I make it out to be.
2: But we have we have varying opinions on that movie. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> but yeah, I just
0: I could make some form of this possibly work. <laughs> but this particular way, the things that I pointed out of after Ray, he's dead he's still seeing he's, yeah action. and not even this, like I said if it was like okay he dies and like they walk out and it's over if that was it maybe but then there's like a whole nother couple scenes that continues on and for me that just kind of takes me out of it but yeah I mean a better more formed supported theory like this or something else maybe but this particular one I'm going to say it's unlikely
1: Fan Theory Queries is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to their other fine shows like Legends of the Old West, Art Smart, and attaboy, Clarence!